Very good morning to you all. Hello. <laughs> good morning. Lovely to see you all. Uh, very warm welcome to Spurgeon Baptist Church, uh, to morning worship here. Warm welcome if you are here in the space with us. And also greetings to you if you are joining us through your screen today. It's good to have you all with us. Uh, Before I launch in uh, to the service, we just have a piece of admin we need to do because our AGM is happening shortly. These are the nominees uh, for church offices. So church secretary, you can see there, Leslie has been nominated once again. Church treasurer, uh, Yvonne, again, has been nominated and we are thankful for that. Uh, Next one. So, Diaconate, Gareth Chapman and Leslie Dungett have been nominated. Thank you both for being willing to stand. Next slide, please. Thank you. Uh, And for the Joint Church Council, Rob Dungett, Nick Lingard and Douglas Sellers. Thank you all very much for being willing to stand. We, uh, We commend these folk to your prayers. As you think and pray, if you feel it's the right thing to do to vote for them at the AGM, then please do that, uh, and we'll see how things turn out. So, let's hear from God's word. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside quiet waters, he restores my soul. If you're able, please stand as we sing together, I See the King of Glory. I see the King of Glory Coming on the clouds with fire Selfless faith, selfless faith. 
Father God, we're glad to be here, to be with one another, to be with you. We're thankful for the opportunity to come together to worship and to praise, to lift up your name. We're so thankful that you love us. We're thankful that there's a new life and a whole open future because Jesus died on the cross. We come with thankful hearts, ready and willing to serve you. We acknowledge that we're not all that we should be, and we pray, Father, that as we confess our sin before you, you will receive us, restore us, and set us off on the road once again. Thank you for all of your love and goodness towards us. We pray that we might be able to respond in the right way to all that you have given to us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ah, now then. Today, we welcome Sterling Carrington and his family. We are grateful to God for the opportunity to express our gratitude together for the birth of this child. We're going to say thank you to God together. We're going to hear his parents, Simeon and Sheila, make their promises together with those who have promised to pray for them. And we too shall make our promises to pray, support and encourage them and their baby throughout his childhood years. This is what the Bible says. Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't try to stop them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And he put his arms around the children, laid his hands upon them and blessed them. So we will pray. Let us say thank you for Sterling and for all that he means to his family and to us. So after each line, I want you to respond, friends, with, We thank you, Heavenly Father. 
So we just practice. We thank you, Heavenly Father. So let us say thank you for Sterling and all that he means. For the birth of this child and all that he brings to the family, we thank you, Heavenly Father. For his safe arrival in this world, for his health and safety, and for the safety of his mum, we thank you, Heavenly Father. For the family that you have created for him, we thank you, Heavenly Father. For the opportunity to welcome him and pray for him, we thank you, Heavenly Father. May you help us and bless us as we offer our prayers and make our promises. In Jesus' name, amen. Parents, if you would stand, please, where you are. Would you stand up for me? So the answer to all of these questions is we do, all right? Do you promise to be a good father and a loving mother to your child? Do you promise to bring your child up in the way of Jesus? Do you recognize that this is a special privilege that you've been given by God? And do you promise to be faithful to it? Now then, there are a couple of folk that are going to pray as well. So Jenny and, yeah, thank you. So as a sign of Christian love and friendship, do you promise to pray for this child and his parents? Jolly good. Now then, it's time for the dear child to be handed to you. Those will ensue, no doubt. Come on then. Oh! So what names have you given to this child? Sterling Knight. Oh, Sterling. My dear friend. Friends, if you would all stand. Sterling, may the Lord prepare you. child <laughs> that poor soul what was that nasty minister doing to you oh. <laughs> do sit down friends <laughs> so just in case you missed it we were praying the ironic blessing over that darling child I'll do it again for you so that you can hear it properly may the Lord bless you and take care of you May the Lord be kind and gracious to you. May the Lord look on you with favour and give you his peace. That's what we prayed, friends. We're going to pray together again. Let us pray. Father God, we present this child to you and commit him into your care. Protect him in moments of danger. Reassure in moments of doubt. Strengthen him as he passes from childhood into his teens and from his teens into adulthood. Surround him with the love of a Christian home and enable him to find a spiritual home in your church. By your grace, bring him to that moment when he's able to accept the Lord Jesus for himself. Be with the whole family, especially his parents, that they might provide the security for all this to take place. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Well done. We're going to hear from God's Word. The reading comes from John chapter 10, from verses 1 to 21. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs, climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is a shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls, him, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep. They are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I receive from my father. At these words, the Jews were again divided. Many of them said, He is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, They are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jerry. We'll sing together once again. Uh, if you're able, please stand. We'll sing The Lord's My Shepherd. And at the close of this song, I'll receive the offering. The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me laugh. By the still, still waters, his goodness restores my soul, and I will trust in you alone. 
and I will trust in you alone. For your endless mercy follows me, your goodness will lead me home. guides my ways in righteousness, and he anoints my head with oil, and my cup it overflows with joy, I feast on his pure delights, and I will trust in you alone, and I will trust follows me, your goodness will lead me home. And though I walk the darkest path, I will not fear the evil one, for you are with me and your the comfort I need to know, and I will trust in you alone, and I will trust in you alone, for your mercy follows me, your goodness will lead me. pray together. Once again, Father God, we've come to say thank you in this most practical of ways. Please take all that we have and all that we are and use even us to further your kingdom. Amen. Now, if you're involved with Junior Church, it's time for you to take your leave. The Lord be with you. Amen. The uh, Baptist Union Assembly takes place shortly. It's that time of year when we say farewell to a BU president and welcome in a new BU president. Uh, We also elect uh, a BU president-elect to follow the current one. Um, We've a little piece of video uh, for the new man who will be coming in this time next year. Uh, He's just going to introduce himself to everybody, uh, and he's the only nominee uh, for the post. So, if we could see that piece of video, please. My name is Tim Presswood, and I am excited to have been nominated to stand for election as President of Baptists Together for 2023-24. I'm a team leader of the Urban Expression Team in Openshaw, East Manchester and I'm Minister of what's become known as Forest Church Manchester. For the last eight years, I've also been part of the regional team with the North Western Baptist Association, first as Transitional Regional Minister, and more recently as Leader of the Church Life Team. 
One of the things I've enjoyed most about being a regional minister is travelling around the association and sharing in the rich diversity of our churches. From large suburban churches with over 300 members to tiny pioneering projects of just two or three, it's a genuine privilege to see folks stepping out in faith and trying new things in Jesus' name. But one of the things which has saddened me is to see the number of churches struggling to maintain the church that they've grown up with, despite the fact that the communities around them have voted with their feet. We need to discover new ways of being church which touch real people's real lives. For the next 12 months, Hayley Young will be encouraging us to build a bigger table. My prayer for our churches as we begin to emerge from the tragedy of Covid and the enforced break from the day-to-day -day tasks of running a church is that we will be enabled to reflect upon what a bigger table church might look like. How do we ensure that the new faces at the table are enabled fully to share in Christ's great banquet? This is what we've been trying to do here in Openshaw, one of the most deprived communities in the country. In 1991, a group of us came to work with the Tiny Baptist Congregation to develop new models of mission and ministry based around a life in community together. Some of our initiatives, like the Credit Union, took root in the good soil. Manchester Credit Union today has over 32,000 members and it saves them over £5 million a year in excess loan interest. Others, such as our attempt to build a new church building, have never germinated. Yet other initiatives, such as our children's storytelling project, Stories and Songs, sprouted and blossomed for a season, but their time has passed. Sometimes we have to take the risk of trying something new. Those who know me would be disappointed if I didn't mention climbing in this video. It was actually only in 2018, when I was 57, that my daughter and her partner bought me a climbing taster session. Since then, it's fair to say that I've become somewhat obsessed. Rock climbing is, of course, inherently dangerous. My best friend was killed in a climbing accident. But climbers are not reckless. We're careful that all our equipment is in good condition and that we've tied in securely. When climbing outside, where rocks can fall, I always wear a helmet. <clears throat> it's in that sense of security that I am enabled to step out in faith, to pull on that tiny hold with just my fingertips, to jump for the hold which is just out of reach. Much as I love Baptist church life, sometimes we have to take the risk of reaching out to those who do not love church as much as we do and who are not currently included in our life together. One of the parts of my role which I enjoy most is a safeguarding lead for NWBA. 
Now, I know that many people are scared of safeguarding, while others think of it as part of a bureaucratic health and safety culture, which has nothing to do with the gospel. But Jesus invites all who are burdened and heavy laden to come to him. Safeguarding creates an environment in which everyone can feel safe. Everyone can feel safe, irrespective of age, colour, gender, disability or sexuality. Jesus came to give us life in all its fullness. Life in all its fullness. Whether that's the thrill of topping out a hard route, the joy of singing in a worship band, or simply putting food on the table for your children. I am come that they might have life, life in all its fullness. The church is a place of sanctuary in which all can know the protection of Jesus' loving arms. The church must be a place where everyone feels welcome and included. The church must be a place where everyone shares in the fullness of Jesus' new life. All are invited to the banquet. Not only must we give them a seat at Haley's bigger table, but we need to ensure that they are not left to gather the crumbs beneath that table, but rather are full and honoured guests. I'm proud to belong to a diverse denomination. We don't all look alike. We don't always agree with one another. If we're all made to feel welcome and secure, though, we can join together in celebration of God's rainbow creation, expecting great things of God, and in the power of the Holy Spirit, doing great and risky things for God. Thank you, Ruth. I'm going to extend the brief a bit. Um, yeah, the climbing wall, the, ch the kids' version in Manchester is fabulous. The, so recommend, if you want to see any pictures, I have things of my grand Nick's children being involved in the climbing wall. So that's the first thing. So it's a bit of an exciting time, really. Um, you'll have been arrived at church and been asked for these, these unknown things that we haven't used for ages, our pounds, um, because we're just beginning to think about Lighthouse and the adventure in the summer of the week of um, Holiday Club. Some of you may even have had a, an invitation to join the team because you were part of it last time. Uh, the pounds are to help us raise money for uh, the activity of that. And uh, next week, uh, I hope there'll be heaps more that you've found in the back of your sofas, you know, because they've been such unknown things. So um, it is really wonderful to have the privilege of inviting all sorts of children to come into our uh, church centre for that, the first week in August. Um, we're looking for 50, which will be double what we had last year. So uh, please pray about that. So that's the first praying thing. Um, then, uh, of course, this last week, I've at last found out who is coming when for Easter Cracked. And it's really lovely to know that um, Drayton Park have, are going to come into the church centre on Wednesday afternoon. Their year six groups, I think, are coming to sit at the front 
find out about Easter. A real privilege. The team is going to meet to pra practice uh, on Monday morning. Um, and then all day Thursday, we're going to be very busy because Knowles are going to bring their large group. We've uh, acquired some extra material for them to use so, so they won't feel so crowded in our space. We have lots of space when we move the chairs, and it's brilliant that we can have 58 children plus staff learning about the joy of Easter um, then in the afternoon, Swanbourne will arrive on their bus. Amazing. Really good to see them for Christmas and that they're able to come again for this. Then next week, we'll be sharing the joy of Easter just on the Thursday. Um, High Ash in the morning will come here. And then a new departure for us. Bowbrick Hill School, the small number of children, they haven't managed to get the minibus they hoped for, so we're taking it to them. So please could you pray about that, because we'll be on unknown territory um, ourselves. So if you, would, if you think of it and are, are praying at the time, we would so value your prayers of communication for that our communication of the joy of the Lord and the resurrection of Jesus and the new, the the sheer wonder of such a thing needs, needs our prayers and needs us to contribute in some way. And what we will also be doing is inviting the staff and the pupils to come along to the canal in June. We're going to be offering, as part of the canal ministries team, they're going to be offering assemblies presumably with a nautical flavour, but also um, uh, visits to the canal, talking about safety on the canal, talking and going on a boat trip. This is all beginning to really take off and be planned for. A group of people yesterday met here, just over 40 people met, and were praying for our district, for our area, for the canal mission in the summer, which will include an offer of boat trips to anybody, all and sundry, as well as a fun day on the Saturday. And, uh, yes, we also give away, we always give something away, with Easter cracked, so to get back to the proper theme, uh, Jesus died for me. And in, within this is a question, so it's one that needs answering, but it's one of those books which has colouring pages, so you can take in the information as you colour. And this is sponsored by various churches with Bridge Builder Trust. So lots to pray for, for a really exciting summer of expanding and extending our activities with children, but also parents and grandparents and carers. Thank you very much. Well, it is time that we came to prayer. Let us do that. Let's pray together. There is such a lot going on, Lord, in the world, in the life of the church, the churches here, uh, and in our own lives. There's no doubt about all of that. We continue to pray for the people of Ukraine. We are still uncertain about how all of this is going to end. But we know that it must end at some point. 
We continue to pray for all those in neighbouring countries that are receiving refugees, fleeing the horror of war. We thank you for the warmth of the welcome that these refugees have received and pray that that welcome would be sustained for the medium to long term. Afghanistan was in our news again in these past few days as girls were sent home from school. They had been promised that they could return and found to their great disappointment that that was not the case. We continue to pray for that country. We know that there is much that needs to be done. There is a government there and they have a particular way of seeing the world. It's not the same way that we see the world. That doesn't mean it's wrong, but it does mean there are difficulties for certain groups in that country, difficulties that weren't there before. We pray, Father, that you might have your way and that there would be opportunity for all We pray for all of those leaders of the developed world who have been meeting over the past few days in a number of different fora, NATO, the G7 and the European Union, all thinking about Ukraine and what response might be uh, given to Russia. We pray that there will be a continuing unity across all of those groups uh, and a, a steadfastness in opposing Uh, what Russia has done. We pray that the Ukrainian government will feel supported and sustained by what the rest of the world are offering. We know it's not all that they would like, but it's, it's not so bad in the light of the number of differing opinions that there are still around how we might respond. So we thank you for the unanimity there is uh, in the rest of the world. We saw Tim Presswood a few moments ago and he mentioned Hayley Young who begins her presidential year shortly. We pray for real blessing on her and her vision of enlarging the table and pray for Tim as he prepares for his year in office, looking at how he might build on that theme. We give you thanks for Jeff and for his year in office. Uh, Thank you for all that he has done for the association as regional (coughs) regional minister team leader uh, and for all that he's done for this church down through the years. We pray your rich blessing on him as he comes to the end of his presidential year And as a little later this year, he retires as minister and regional minister team leader. We give you thanks for all that happens in this building and pray you will bless and encourage all those that are seeking to make your name known to grow your church. Thank you for the Lent groups that are meeting uh, whilst we're in this season of Lent. Thank you for all the encouragement there has been as we have met. 
Thank you for Easter Cracked and for the opportunity to present the gospel uh, and the Easter message to those schools that are going to attend. Thank you for all those in the team. Uh, we pray your rich blessing on them. You would encourage them. Uh, and we particularly pray for that occasion when we're not here on our ground, but going out onto the school's ground. And that seems somehow appropriate, Lord, because you left your ground, the worship of heaven, and you came to our ground, the earth, <laughs> and the messiness of our lives. Thank you for doing that for us and for changing everything with your resurrection. We give you thanks too for this day, Lord, for Mother's Day, the day when we think a little more and please God tell our mothers how much they mean to us. Without them, of course, no life. We are so thankful for all of the good things you give to us every day. We gather up all of our prayers as we pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. We will sing together once again, friends. If you're able, please stand and we'll sing Lift Up Your Heads. So our 
Lenten theme today is Jesus, the man of divinity. And in the reading that we had earlier from John's Gospel, we had two more of the I am sayings that are found in John's Gospel. And those I am sayings are significant because this is where Jesus, in using that phrase, I am, is claiming to be God. Friends, I would always encourage you to think about what I am saying to you. If you're here week by week, you know that to be true. Uh, If you're visiting today, then again, I would say to you, just think about what I'm saying. Weigh the words. Don't just sort of be like sponges, sucking it all up. But think about what is being said. Think about what Jesus says. What is this passage about? It is about salvation. Uh, In verse 9, Jesus says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. So being saved, but from what? Well, from sin and from the effect of sin, which is death. All the stuff that cripples you, All the stuff that cripples you emotionally, all the stuff that cripples you relationally, all the stuff that makes you dead inside, that can be dealt with in the here and now. Sometimes when we talk about the gospel, uh, we get accused of uh, proclaiming a sort of pie in the sky when you die sort of thing. You know, it's all about when this life is over. That couldn't be further from the truth. It's not just pie in the sky when you die, but steak on the plate while you wait. It's about affecting the way that you live now. It's about bringing freedom to you now. This is what the message of Easter is all about. This is the message that Ruth and the team will be proclaiming uh, when Easter crack is in full swing over the next couple of weeks. So it's about salvation. It's also about life. Verse 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So release from all that bad stuff, release from all that stuff that traps us, so we're saved from, but also saved for. Saved for life in all its fullness. Imagine a small, portable, black and white television. Think about that tiny little picture. And then compare that with a rich, vivid full-colour, widescreen, HD, plasma, surround sound telly that covers the wall. It is as different as that. It is chalk and cheese. It is going from a, a life which is tiny and cramped and thin and miserable to something which is wide, bountiful, full, rich in every way, alive in every way, emotionally, relationally. You will be the sort of person that others want to be around. If you find 
salvation. When you find salvation. And you know the sort of person I'm talking about. There are some people, aren't there, when they walk into a room, you think to yourself, oh boy, I need to get out of here quick. And there are others, when they walk into the room, you think, wow, I'm really glad they're here. I'm so pleased that they are here. I want to be near to them. Trustworthy, reliable, generous of heart, generous of spirit. That's what we will be like when Jesus is at at the heart of who we are. I wonder, do you ever think about doors? Whenever we read chapter 10 of John's Gospel, usually the focus is all on the good shepherd. Excuse me, the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. Uh, And we do all that stuff about shepherds and shepherding because that's, well, that's easy for a preacher. It's rich. It's a great uh, seam of thinking uh, to mine. But what about doors? Do you ever think about doors at all? I mean, that's, it's just a door. I mean, you walk through it, you come in, you go out. Well, think about Dora's threshold. Think about new beginnings. Think about going through a door that you've never been through before. What might be on the other side? Will it be scary? Will it be comforting? Will it be a good experience? Will it be a bad experience? Think about stepping through a doorway into the unknown. Jesus says, I am the door. And he opens up all sorts of possibilities for you. Way, way back in the day when Christianity was finding its way into the north of England, so 4th, 5th, 6th century, when the Celtic saints uh, were traveling and proclaiming the same gospel that we are proclaiming today they used to talk about thin places places where heaven and earth seem to be very close together very very close where they almost touch um, like the mount of transfiguration Um, borderland places liminal spaces and places where you you could be changed and transformed from one state of being into another. And Jesus is like that. That's what he's saying to us. Here is a doorway into a new way of living. Here is a doorway into a new way of existing. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. What else is this passage about? Well, it's about leadership as well. Good leadership. The shepherd figure uh, very often was used uh, amongst the Old Testament people uh, as a, a figure for the king. And what do we expect from a king, from a government? We expect them to keep us safe. 
so that we might be secure. We expect the opportunity to be able to work so that we can earn enough money to eat. We expect peace with justice. When I was talking to soldiers about this passage, you know, I'd very often uh, need to bring in stuff about uh, the values and standards of the army, which were summed up in a, a little mnemonic solid C or seed drills and each of those letters stood for something the S was for selfless commitment, the O uh, respect for others the L, loyalty, I can't remember, D oh, integrity, sorry, D discipline and C, courage so from a soldier's point of view Jesus is worth studying really because he's got all of those things in spades Uh, and particularly selfless commitment, he is the model for that par excellence isn't he I am the good shepherd I know my sheep and my sheep know me so I'd say to young officers know your soldiers know your soldiers know what's going on in their lives be aware of them let them know that you are aware of them because if they know that you are looking out for them they will do lots for you I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. It's amazing, isn't it? Jesus is willing to lay down his life for the sheep. Courage. Respect for others, loyalty, integrity, discipline. And you can see it. You can see it in him. When you walk through the last week of his life with him, when you come to the Garden of Gethsemane and he's praying earnestly to God, look if there's another way, but not what I want, what you want. This is a man worth following. It's about relationship. I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. I wonder what your picture of God is. Do you think of him as some vengeful old man in the sky waiting to zap you? Well, this passage gives you another view. This passage actually shows you the truth. Jesus opens a door for us. Jesus is the gateway to a relationship with God as father. A good father. A loving father. The sort of father that you promised to be earlier in the service. And if you model that properly to your children, you will have no trouble with them ever. All the bad stuff that cripples us is dealt with. It's a continuing process. Jesus opens up all of our horizons. Life in all its fullness is ours. He wants to be in relationship with all of us. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. So whether you come here every week 
or you're just visiting today, this Jesus is for you. Amen. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for your word and for all that it teaches us. Draw near to us now and help us to recall what is of importance and allow everything else to fall by the wayside. Come and bless, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. We shall sing our closing song together. At the name of Jesus. If you're able, please stand. Father's glory.
offered around. Thanks to our junior church for putting all this together while we've been in here. It's a lovely gift and we appreciate it. You keep distributing. I'm going to pray a word of blessing. Let us pray. So may the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness and protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.